Shelf Pleasure contains strong language and descriptions of sexual acts and violence. It is intended for mature audiences, and listener discretion is advised. Additional themes may be discussed that listeners find triggering, and we encourage all listeners to check the episode descriptions for content warnings to decide if this podcast is right for you. Hey there, hotties. You are listening to Shelf Pleasure. And if you've never been here before, first, welcome. But also, this is a show where we read some hot and spicy books and then give you some hot and spicy commentary on them. And we're your hosts, Kelsey. And Krista. And this week, we are going to be kicking off the Bellinger Sisters series by Tessa Bailey. And I think these have both, both books have been highly anticipated reads for both of us Mm -hmm. um, and came highly recommended by our friend Sam. Thank you, Sam. Um, And apologies that I am such a devout worshiper of theme that I made us wait an entire year so that we could read these when it was actually summer. I know that this isn't relevant to this book, but it is another summer read, but uh, theme matters. Theme does matter. (laughs) So uh, for all of you listening, if you haven't read It Happened One Summer yet and you would like to enjoy it without being spoiled, turn back now. I don't want to spoil a fun summer read for anyone and we get all into all of the the finer details here. And that being said, if you don't care about spoilers, then carry proceed on. With, I go. I was going to say proceed with caution, but if you don't care about spoilers, it would be the opposite. Yeah. Just so, proceed. <laughs> we're just going to talk some quick specs on the book first and then go through a summary of all of the major happenings and then a bunch of minor ones because we are deeply petty people and then wrap up with final reviews. Um and with those reviews <laughs> Uh, please remember, these are never personal attacks or that you have to love something just because we do. It's just it, it's just our feelings on something. Don't don't let it influence yours. Yes, you if can you, if you want to, but you do not feel obligated. Please disagree yes, with us. I would not consider myself a tastemaker in pretty much any facet of my life. I just really like to read and to talk about these books. I just really like to share my opinion for anyone, whether they ask for it or not. (laughs) It's just, it's fun to, to, you know, read something with a friend and then talk about it together and see where, like, compare and contrast notes and stuff. So, um, we don't agree on everything all the time, which some of you have heard and, you know. That's fine. That's, we still that's like what makes each other. Fun. Yeah, that's Imagine what makes... if this was all a ruse and we really... We're actually enemies. Other, my uh, arch nemesis, Krista. <laughs> we, rec- we record this from like across the country because we cannot even be bothered. <laughs> Please, not. I can't be in a room with her. Yeah, it's part of my writer. And I, I won't be in the same room as you. <laughs> that would uh, be a fun book. Uh, yeah, any authors out there, feel free to take this idea. Just credit Shelf Pleasure for your plot structure, yeah. I guess. Was it friends to enemies to lovers? <laughs> yes. Um, now, okay, before we actually get into the book, though, do you have any editor's notes from the last episode where we read The Merman's Kiss by Tamsin Lang? I do not, but do you? So I do, but it's not mine. Full credit here goes to Sam, who recommended this book, who blew my mind with this comment on on the Merman's Kiss in Xantu. And she said, if he had webbed hands, how did he finger Brianna? <gasps> and you know, Sam, you're a genius. Absolutely right. I have no in idea how it's physically ridic- possible. Yeah, all the other fucking ridiculous shit that was happening. I, I, I didn't, didn't even, even think of it. Uh, no. If I, I just... 
and you know what? It's just Ugh, one more mystery. Of, like a webbed finger. Ugh. She was getting fisted, not fingered. <laughs> I'm sorry. If we didn't, did you need more confirmation that fisting wasn't for you? Or um, was- so, full context. I read a book earlier this year, <laughs> and my review of it was, well, I was pretty sure before I read this, but now I am 100% fisting. Not for me. <laughs> but if it's for you, read The Godwicks. Uh, book one, it's, I think it's called The Red. I- so... I just, I'm sorry. I'm not here to kink shame. I just wasn't for me. I have to share this. It just popped into my head when we were talking about this. I was like, fisted by the fish. Oh, no. I had to share it. It couldn't (laughs) live in my brain alone. Well, now it gets to live in everyone's. So you're uh, welcome, world. This is this is the kind of tastemaker I am. Yeah. So, uh, brilliant question, and just one more mystery um, that was that will never be solved from the romance kiss. or maybe but, it is in book two, but we'll never know. But Mark said he's going to read the rest of the series. So we'll just ask him. Uh, yes. When- I want I want like a full PowerPoint book report from Mark on the other <laughs> books from the series. We'll just schedule a meeting. He could just yes, present the rest of the series. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, okay. So getting into It Happened One Summer. This is book one in the Bellinger Sister series by Tessa Bailey, who has a catalog of like 70 books. So if you... I feel like we're very late to the party on on Tessa Bailey, so most people have probably read her work. If you haven't, um, great, and you liked this, great news. There's tons of other stuff oh, that yeah. you can choose from. I f- uh, and I feel like she covers like a pretty good gamut of different topics, and, like yes, romances and things like that. Exactly. So there's and this, something for everyone. There is. And this book was for us because <laughs> it was inspired by Annie Murphy's character, uh, Alexis Rose from Schitt's Creek, which begs the question, is this technically published fic? Bre- like, Brendan was not an exact mutt replica. He had the, like, dark hair, kind of grumpy attitude vibes. But could Bailey be an Alexis Mutt shipper? Yeah, I wonder, like, does it count as published fan fiction if it wasn't, like, does it have to be, does it have to have actually been a written fan fiction before or does it still count if they're just inspired by the And character? if it's not like a ship, if it's just like one character. Yeah. Um could this be her retelling of that relationship? Who knows? But we are massive Shits Creek fans. So please let us know. This was, I know that that probably is on that answer is probably on TikTok. I should have done better research. Shame on me. Uh, but it was published in 2021, and it has been optioned by BCDF and Frolic Media for a moody, movie adaptation, and that was announced June of last year. So um, hopefully we'll see something on that soon. But when we begin, everyone's favorite oh, L.A. it girl, Piper Bellinger, is getting dumped at an obnoxious Hollywood party. And can I just say how much I love a party girl with a heart of gold and like that character type just yeah. being like a very fun, like a very fun character type. I think we see it with Bryce Quinlan in um, the Crescent City series. And so like a lot, if you were a Shit's Creek fan and you liked Alexis Rose, this probably spoke to you. But yeah, I just, gets, I, I love like that it does character. Get the Alexis like vibe very well. Yes. Which I think for me is like a hard, like on paper, it would feel like a character that I wouldn't gravitate towards. Exactly. Like a rich party girl, like a rich character in general. I, deep down, I am very eat the rich. So sometimes I find those characters can be hard to relate to. But for like, yeah, like all of Shit's Creek, like I didn't have that problem. They're just so well done and they feel like 
real people and even though like they come from money yeah like no it's never like this cruel like or look down on you thing no and Um, she's like that character like so i i have grown like a fondness to it but i feel like on paper i'd be like oh no i'm gonna hate this character that's why so it so it can cross the line so quickly into an obnoxious character yes it could be overdone yeah absolutely and I like, too, that there is the the surface-level Piper, where she is this kind of, like, almost vapid party girl. And then internally, you hear this monologue of her dealing with the breakup, but trying not to show any real emotion that could paint her as weak or sad. And she's forced herself into this kind of shallow existence and clearly thinks so little of herself. And it's really, really sad. Yeah, um, and feeling so... Also, like, that insecurity about, like, oh, like, for... A party girl in the L.A. scene, like, she's only, what, 28, but she's feeling, like, her age and feeling so old. Yes, and like, exactly. Oh, like, oh, my God, I got to use boob tape when I use not to not be able to. And yes. Oh, the horror. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ravages of time and gravity. Like, <laughs> but So she decides that the best cure for her heartbreak and any bad publicity coming from this is to do a good old-fashioned B&E and just yeah. break into a hotel pool and throw, like, an off-the-walls party. It clearly Uh, will solve all your problems, right? You just break into a hotel pool. Yes, but in fact, Orange is not the new Black because after she's arrested that night and charged with a whole bunch of things for basically instigating a riot um, and causing chaos and a whole bunch of property damage, uh, she realizes jail is not fun. Uh, And despite her general vapidness, though, Piper is very charming and almost guileless in some areas and people really seem to like her including her guard in in jail yeah she has a lot of charm yes yeah very much so um although to her great disappointment that charm or like getting people to like her doesn't go beyond like that the tip of the iceberg so because of this incident and her brief stay in the slammer Piper is exiled by her mother and her stepfather to Westport, Washington, to take care of her late father's bar for three months, with a pittance of an allowance to do so, too. And by that, we mean, comically, probably a large amount of money, but to Piper, who just doesn't understand, like, how money works, she's like, I don't know how I can live on this. Yes, I also, what I did kind of laugh when... Like, they were like, oh, I was like, this is the most privileged punishment I've ever heard. Because I was like, <laughs> like, three months is nothing. No. When you think about it, I was like, three months goes by. This month alone, I'm already like, oh, my God, how are we almost halfway through the month? Right. So I was like, when I heard three months, I was like, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, that, hardly any time. Like, you could nap through three months. <laughs> I mean... She especially could. Yeah. But her sister Hannah is truly the best sister. And she has elected to join Piper, giving up a spot at a production company because uh, everyone here is a Nepo baby, <laughs> which is probably the most realistic part of this book. And that's oh, yeah. not even a dig at the book. It's just an observation. It's you, just kind of like a fact of. Yeah, just of the who way that are. LA yeah. works, I think, was probably very well. Yeah, well I feel like there observed. was no way to kind of really go about it. And also, especially for Piper in particular, who hasn't really had this drive to really make something of herself. No, she's kind of existed on the, what privilege her stepfather's position. Because he's like a Spielberg type. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they've both just kind of like both Hannah and Piper have been able to do whatever they want 
because they don't have to they don't have to worry about all the other shit that we do like making a mortgage payment or paying rent or you like your utilities or like cooking for yourself or all the stuff that takes up those 24 hours a day. Yes. And and I feel like we realize like even a little early on Hannah has a little bit more drive in that sense like she has a passion and like a desire and is going for things mm-hmm. which I think you learned about more in her book. But um so like for Piper like part of that push is like oh like you need to want to, like, do something with your life, too. Like, you need, like, kind of maybe, like, a wake-up call. Yes. And and uh, in the aforementioned Westport, Washington, Brendan, a salty sea captain of a fishing vessel. A salty seaman, sorry. Yes. <laughs> uh, he is in the the bar uh, called No Name that previously belonged to Henry Cross. Uh, and he's listening to sea stories from, like, his friends and crew and, you know, the other people in, in the town when the girls land in Westport. And despite looking ridiculous and out of place, almost all of these dudes are falling over themselves to help Piper and Hannah get their luggage in and, like, get acquainted. Oh, yeah. Whether, like, as ridiculous as they look, a beautiful woman is a beautiful She's woman. carrying, like, a bedazzled oh, purse yeah, that looks like a purse. tube of lipstick, which I personally think sounds cute as hell, and I would... I bet Betsy Johnson made one. Uh, it has to at some, but like she has tons of like campy purses like that. Mm-hmm. It exists somewhere. I would love to find it. It would be perfect for the Barbie movie. It would uh, be perfect for the Barbie movie. <laughs> but uh, Brendan, who is just not impressed with either of them whatsoever, although he at least admits that Piper is a smoke show. Um, he's just like such a dick like immediately so so rude he's just a man and an idiot and he expresses this via open hostility when he finds out they own the bar he's real pissed he's like this is our bar no name belongs to westport everyone else though is like i'm like dude you're not even keeping it your bar yeah you're just drinking there for free you just stock your own you just use it as like a like a a cooler it's a cooler with seats So, but everyone else is stoked that that this man, Henry Cross, that his daughters have come back to Westport. So, yeah, um, he's like a legend in the town where yes. everybody knows about him and they like, there's like, he's oh, kind of revered. He him. is Westport, I think yes. is what the mother says before yes. they leave. So while they're there, the girls are going to be roughing it in the apartment above the bar. And I can't stress how much roughing it is an accurate representation of what this apartment is. It's real rough. Yeah. When they described it, I was like, I had barracks rooms that were nicer than this. Yeah, there's, um, like, there's like rats running around. Yeah, it's, it hasn't been dusted it's ever. Seen, yeah, it's seen way better days. Lots, yeah, lots of things were living there. It's a step, it like, it's above camping, but not by much. Yeah, the bar, too. I mean, they... It's like, it's like if you're camping with plumbing. <laughs> above uh, the bar. It, so, between the apartment and the bar, they've all seen better days, approximately 20 years in the rear view. But Piper is undeterred. She's got this kind of, like, sunshiny personality, and she sets out with Hannah to clean up the apartment and get some groceries. She's going to cook Hannah a nice dinner as a thank you. And so early one morning when she's having her first foray into a grocery store, she in a sequin jumper or a jumpsuit, by the way, yeah. which I live for. Um, I she's she is very much Barbie girl. Um, she makes the effort I want to try to. I'm like, oh, I'll make this effort to go out, and then sometimes I'm like, oh, not maybe not today though. Yes, honestly, <laughs> I'm like, I wish I had more of her effort with getting ready. Truly, because uh, her closet sounds super cute. But <laughs> she runs into Brendan at the grocery store, and he is again just so openly yeah. shitty and to so, her, and he's like so regimented, and he's like, oh, running into someone new on my routine. Yes, beep, boop does not compute. <laughs> 
You're not like this. I love that she calls him out on this, though, because he's been so hostile to her. And she says, thank you for being so neighborly. You know, you obviously love this pa- place. Maybe you should try being a better representation of it. And oh, yeah. he's and like, that gets right. To, that cuts right to the quick with him. Yeah, which is, is, is a good observation that, like, again, that Piper is smarter than she lets people, yes. like, that people then people realize because she is this like yeah, this she's beauty a, she's and she's kind of about people she's yes. not like just a, completely oblivious and in her own world and he takes the hint and he does actually help her with the shopping and they discuss his wife being dead although he has continued to wear a wedding ring seven years post her dying and i'm just gonna say this public i've told brian this before if i bite it move on i would never want someone to be alone for for like even a year after. Like, go find someone. That's so sad. I, it is. But also, like, I know as the story, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because you do find out more about his marriage. Yes. And I have a lot of opinions on his marriage and, like, this plot point of the book. But I I'm going to hold can't. it until it gets to it. But I I agree. I and would never wish someone to be alone like wife, that. I'm like... I'll I'll hold my thoughts. Well, it's the, it'll be. I also have thoughts on this, so I this will be fun. Um, but yeah, he's been wearing this ring for seven years. So Piper and Hannah, after like after they leave, they get to meet more of the townsfolk. They make a trip to Henry's memorial in the harbor. There's like a bronze statue of him, and they learn that he died at sea, like yeah, it was on a, a rogue trip. wave. Because they they're all like um, crab fishermen. Like yes. it's, it's very deadly as catch. Yes, like it is. They actually go to Dutch Harbor yes. at some point, uh, and and they learn this from Brendan's father-in-law Mick, who he just like turns up to say hello, and they kind of have this conversation. Yeah, and he was Henry's best friend. I think they were yeah. on the boat together. Yes, and Mick then invites Piper to a party later that week yeah, at another like, bar in town on Friday. Come through. Come to blow the man down. Which, what better way to get this woman acquainted with the town, right? Yeah. So Of course. What could go wrong? Yeah. So their quiet start to life in Westport is cut short when Piper accidentally sets a cleaning rag on fire. Dude, there, I, as soon as I was, she was like, I'm going to cook. And he was like, oh, and here's meat. I was like, there's no way that this is going to go well. You got to start And simpler. I could not have even predicted how poorly it would go. But I was like, mm, I feel like that's going to be undercooked. So I feel like it worked out for the best, but it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She just picks up the pan and runs outside and is, yes! like, panicked out. And <laughs> Brendan happens to be across the street having dinner or getting dinner with his best friend Fox and sees this all happen and, like, runs out there and, like, grabs a fire extinguisher and then immediately, like, yells at her. It's a dick and, again. Yes. And then Have one you learned of, nothing from the grocery store? Nothing. But then one of my favorite moments is Hannah immediately steps up and is oh, like, yes. stop, you do not yell at my sister. You are a bully and like goes off on him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, Hannah, you are my girl. I yeah. love you forever. Like she was not even afraid of him and just like went at him. And then he's like, oh, I yeah. didn't love his response. I thought he was like, instead of just apologizing, he's like, oh, okay, I, I see where you're coming from. But like, I don't take orders. I give them. And then eventually apologizes to Piper. And I was a little side-eyeing him like, dude, get over yourself. Yeah. Like, she had every right to yell at you. I get that you've been embarrassed publicly, but like, apologize. Yes. Yes. Uh, I was with you though. Like they, Brendan doused the fire, but Hannah lit one in me in that moment because oh, me too. she was just, and I also love that she disregards Fox completely. She just blows him off and she's like, you shut up. Yes. I have, I'm going to have conversation with this man. 
You, oh, yeah. You big, mean. She calls him the mean one, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but it was genuinely funny and, like, great to see her fight back. This this newcomer versus, like, like the unofficial mayor of the town. And she was like, I'm having none of your shit. Yeah, she is not even, like, cowed. She's like, oh, no. Hell no. Not my sister, you bitch. And Brendan is this grump that is, like, frozen in time. And I don't... I don't think he, as the character, realizes he's such a fun sucker. Like, he has, like you said, he has all these routines, and he orders the same thing at restaurants, and he cooks the same thing at home, and he keeps the same schedule. Honestly, he'd be very easy to murder. Um, He would be easy to murder. Like, just for your own safety. I don't know why I said that, like, I was all of a sudden plotting his murder. (laughs) I mean, sometimes he made me want to. You you know what? Same. (laughs) But he made me feel something sometimes. Missed opportunity. <laughs> yes. Serial killers of Westport. <laughs> but to kind of make up for that earlier behavior, he does start branching out a little little bit. And he replaces the locks on the bar and the apartment doors for Piper and Hannah. Because, like, the whole town has a key to this place eventually. So he's like, hey, I'm leaving. But just so you guys feel safe, replacing these locks. Um, I'm going on a fishing trip. I'll be back. And then on the trip. Oh, actually, can I add a quick moment about this chapter? Because I started a new thing that I'm going to, I think I'm going to start doing through books. There is a very small moment in this, this chapter while he's changing the locks that has no consequence on anything. Mm. It like makes no difference to anything, but I read it. And I was like, this is some fucking psycho shit. And I'm going to start. So I'm going to start making a list of when characters just do like dumb, ridiculous things has no real consequence to the plot um, and just kind of keep on a log of them because I think it would be a fun mini-sode. But the one in this is Piper as she's like chatting with Brendan while he's changing the locks. She makes a fresh pot of hot coffee. Hot She's not an L.A. girl drinking hot coffee. No. So she makes hot coffee. (laughs) And as soon as it comes out. She sticks her finger in it and stirs it and then, like, sips it. I was like, who's just putting their finger in a fresh pot? What? what? I was like, that is some psycho <laughs> shit. I, it, like, it was one where I was like, I, my note is literally, I'm paying attention to this chapter, but I this moment completely threw me. And I was like, I need the world. Nobody else will remember this, but I need to, I need I can't, the world to know. I can't wait to see the rest of this list because that is unhinged behavior. Unless, you know what, anyone listening, do you stir your hot ass coffee with your finger? Like Please, fresh what, brewed? Like, does it not hurt that? I don't, I I'm not going to try I, it. Maybe but. I'm just weak. I have delicate city girl hands. Like it <laughs> could be that. But I was like, girl. Yes. I was like, you clean, you clean for one day. Your calluses can't be that rough. But to continue on with the actual plot. What? Oh, so when he goes on the fishing trip, he downloads Instagram for the first time so that he can follow Piper and his crew just takes the piss. Oh, this was and so much fun. Offering I him different hand, uh, the, what they offered for him for Instagram handles. The only one I can remember is, uh, I, I've got crabs for you <laughs> since he's a crab fisherman. Uh, they were genuinely funny, and I actually stopped to read them out loud to Brian because he heard me cracking up in the living room when I was reading it. And he's like, that's the shit that, like, his friend group would do to each other. So yes. but it did it, feel really genuine. The relationship with the crew it did. It was, was a lot really of fun. fun. And then also them, like, busting his balls because, of course, he accidentally, like, follows her. And then he's like, oh, should I unfollow her? And he's, uh, like, kind of this Social bum- media faux pas. Yeah, he's this bumbling oaf. And they're like, no, oh, my God, no, that's worse. And then, like, <laughs> so th- I felt like that was, like, a really fun moment. Yes. And I really enjoyed, like, seeing that interaction with him and the crew. And you get this, like, other side to him, which was nice. And I feel, like, sorely needed. Yes. Yeah. Added some some nice levity. 
And then while he's away on the trip, Piper and Hannah meet Henry's mother, Opal. They decide they're going to give Opal a makeover, Henry's bar a makeover, and they're going to try to convince their stepfather to stay their sentence in Westport and let them come yeah, home early. Like, oh, if they really impress re- him. Redo the bar and they'll, it'll be a way for, like Piper's really into the idea of like connecting with her father because she has this vague memory of him. Yes. But not when they find this old, as they're like looking through the bar, they find this old photo of him. And like, so they re- they're like, oh, one, we can kind of do this and see if we can reconnect with our father in this town. But also it might give us a chance to like prove that, hey, look, we've learned our lesson. Let us come home. Yes. It, that's a really good point. They they start to uncover more of their own roots there. Yeah, and I think that's another part of like with Piper that deeper side to her that you're getting because you hear a lot about how she like really like she's like oh I like I feel like it got so swept under the rug. I really don't know him. I don't know anything about him, and she has this longing yes. to know him. And before they can get much of a head start there, it's time to party because it's Friday. Piper's gonna go to blow the man down to the party that Mick invited to, uh, where he neglected to mention that it's actually a memorial for his daughter, who is also Brendan's... Yeah, Desiree. Yes. It's Brendan's- like se- yeah, it's been like seven years since she died. And yeah, this is actually a memorial potluck this that they horrible. do every year on the anniversary of her death. I- and I... I wanted to fucking die when she shows up. This poor woman has no idea until it's too late. She has a tray of shots. She literally says to them, why the long faces? The t- Turn the music up. Let's get this party started. It made me want to crawl into a hole and die. I, I felt so, so bad for her. Secondhand embarrassment. And I was like, fuck Mick forever for not telling her what this potluck yes. was. I, like, what is wrong with you, you psycho? She tells, Brendan chases her out, because she she leaves. She's like, oh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. I would, um, and I would bail. I would bail and be like, we got, you know what? There's no recovery from go back to LA. I'll deal with the consequences. Send me to jail. Yes. But she, Brendan chases after her, and she's like, please just let me cringe to death in peace. Yes. And I'm like, uh, you're not alone, girl. I'll be there with you. But, um... They do. She, he does comfort her, and he finally takes off his ring that night after after seven years meeting this woman for like two weeks. He's like, yeah, he's like, I can't do it the night of the memorial, but tomorrow I'll just yes. do it. And unconfirmed, but I think he actually mourned his wife for longer than they were married. I think so too. Like I, I was trying to do the math on it because I think she's twenty eight, and I, I got the impression he was like thirty, thirty one. I can't. I feel like they say it, but I can't remember what his age was. Yes. I think he is like thirty or thirty one. I think. I feel like they so do say it. If she died seven but years I ago, make a note of it, and they were the same age, mm-hmm. she would have been twenty three. The max, even if they got married at eighteen, max they could have been married was five years. Yeah. So he wore that wore that ring longer than they were married. Time to take it off. Time to move on. Yeah. Go I go find your like, happiness. It, like during the potluck, Fox is like coming over to him and I feel like every year he's like, you know what I'm going to say and I'm still going to say it. Like, yep. it's like, why do you do this to yourself? Fox is a good friend. He is a good friend. And <laughs> uh, so it, it's time for him to get a move on things. And he's going to do that in the most Brendan way possible, which is by getting in on the bar makeover and building Piper a goddamn pergola. And Hannah says, do you think he's like courting you? And I think it was the most accurate description of the whole bit which was a delight to have him come over and be like oh yeah so uh, there's an outside to this place and I'm gonna build you a fucking pergola to go back there we're gonna chip in Joanna Gaines this shit yes and then I also like um yeah it's just the sister interaction and then also like as he's building it he has some of the crew come yes. and help and they're like also like 
you know, teasing him about getting to finally post a photo on Instagram and being like, oh, no, you have to do it or they'll take down your account. Everyone heckling him is the best. And then him saying like, oh, no, like, I knew it wasn't required. I just wanted to make you smile. I was like, because before this, I was a little like, "Mm, I don't know how I feel about him. And I was like, okay, I'm eating my words a little. He's he's coming around. Yeah, he has his moments. He's still the grump, but he's he's like starting to make some changes. Yeah, and eventually like the pergola is done and he finally like asks her out and admits that he was like working up the nerve to ask her out. So that's why like he was building it to try to like get himself ready, which I thought was very unexpectedly sweet. And I also yeah, like kind that. Yeah, kind of charming. Yeah, that Piper also is very upfront about like, I'm going to go out with you, but I'm still planning to go back to LA. So like, I'm just this trying to get some I vitamin want, D. Like, so she's like, I, this is this is my plan. I'm yes, I'm trying. I'm hoping to get the sentence or done early. Um, so and then there's like a there's a kiss. They finally kiss for the first time. Oh yeah, spicy little smooch before it's interrupted. Yeah, and and there's a moment with a male moan, which my newfound appreciation for a male moan, thanks to the Quinnap, yes, um, was fed <laughs> during this kiss. So, but we're not going to talk about that until they sponsor no, us. No, yeah. That's, I'm not plugging it too hard. Um, and then, but I like that Hannah walks in on the kiss and Brendan leaves. He's like, I'll pick you up tomorrow for our date. And then Hannah tells her, I've never seen the work. I've never seen you this worked up. Who knew your kink was outdoor living spaces? I love Hannah. I, get, I do too. The, the sister. I feel like this is the prize of no one. I loved Hannah. Yes. The side character, the side character was for me. And on this date night, again, Brendan is really trying to make this a date, and Piper is trying to have sex. Yeah, uh, she's like, I'm get, to it. get it in. Get it. Uh, you know, I was excited to see food and drink being used in a spicy scene, because I don't think we've had that before, unless you count all the vampires drinking from each other. Um, I, feel but like like there, a, I feel like there was some other, but it's probably one that was so egregious. I was like, this is ruining I've it. I've blocked it out. Um, and, and Brendan asking for permission was great. I will never be mad at that. It did seem a little bit at odds with the fact that he was still pushing her to date when she just wanted to screw. Um, but he's like that with everybody. He's like equal opportunity bossy, I guess. Yeah. I, it's um, the, I guess it's the captain in him. He's like so used to like giving the orders that it's kind of hard for him to get out of that mode. But he eats her out on the kitchen table. He does. I also like and, that uh, Piper makes the first move here. Yeah. And she like stands between it. She takes the champagne and like pours it over her That's boob. I was like, she, she I pops love- those titties out. Because <laughs> he buys champagne to impress her, which was sweet. Yes. He really, he really he does try. He did. And, uh, but he eats her out and then he gives her a key to his place. <laughs> and I was at this point, I was like, okay, we are moving at warp speed here. Yeah, it really here. Go, it goes from like zero to like 855 in like two seconds. Oh, You're like, yeah. whoa, oh, okay. Yep. We are we are moving. But it also I will say there were like overall I thought the spice scene was very hot. But there were two phrases that legit made me laugh out loud during Tell me this. what they were. Uh, the first one was velvet helmet. I laughed so hard I, at that one. I, I think I texted it to you. Yes. I think I had told you, I was like, there's one in here. Yes. That is, and then you sent it to me and I was like, that's it. Um, and there also was a moment where it says she was juggling him gently about his balls. I mean, <laughs> and I is like, it accurate? Yes. yes. Does it make me laugh every time? Also, yes. Yes. I feel like that was weirdly a running theme with the spice in this novel that like overall, like 
it was pretty good and they were like hot moments. But every once in a while, there would just be like the phrasing of a few things would just make me laugh so hard. Yeah. Which, for the most part, like the spice scenes kind of were a little bit more like took themselves very seriously. Yeah. So it was like, oh, it didn't really fit but i think it also is it's my personal taste for like some phrasing just doesn't work for me whereas others you're like oh it's it's innocuous yeah some everyone's got their like pool of buzzwords that like you don't like seed but or like seed, but it's not my favorite there are other that are velvet helmet was velvet helmet really cracked me up (laughs) same so but everyone everyone's got their you know the words that they love or don't or whatever so it just comes down to taste but uh before they can do much else on the the spicy front brendan is called back to uh his first love the sea um the boat for another fishing expedition uh, and this one is to Dutch Harbor, right? So this yeah, is the, the two-week, they're going king crab fishing. Yes, I was deadliest slightly, catch. I was slightly confused on this because I got too into, like, my deadliest catch knowledge where I think I, like, I was like, well, king crab season is in October. And I was like, but this is in the summer. And I, I was like, you're reading too much into it. Just let it go. Um, but supposedly, like, it was for, like, king crab fishing. Um but like, but then they're going for two weeks and he'll be back. And like, so yes. that's why he's like, they're on the date, but they know going into the date that he's leaving then for two weeks for yes. this trip. So um, he gets her the key. Like, Go to my house in case of emergency. And of course, emergency there is. Wouldn't you know, a typhoon hits town while he's away. It actually hits the ocean, but also town. Town yes. feels it. Uh, and Piper puts that key to use and goes to house, goes to his house while he's gone and listen, she, I could never. No. I still knock before I go into my parents' home. But she, live your truth, Pipes. Well, she live also, it. she not only does this, but she does another psycho thing where in the middle of a typhoon, she takes a shower. <laughs> and I was like, that's the worst thing you could do. Like, it's bad to do in a thunderstorm, but in a fucking typhoon. I I did Google. I was like, that can't be right. And they were like, they were like no, don't do this. So, <laughs> this is like the number one thing you shouldn't do. So... So while Brendan is at sea in the middle of this typhoon, there is an accident and one of his shipmates gets a concussion. But because all Piper knows is that there was an accident and that Brendan was involved and um, they are lifelighted to a like a local hospital um, and she's got these beginning feelings for him and a shit ton of trauma to work through on her father getting lost at sea. Piper rushes to the hospital in his truck, which she steals. Yeah, in his, um, I think in his clothes. Yes, also in his clothes. And they make out in the ICU. And then they fuck in the ICU. <laughs> and I could not, dude, I could not I, have I predicted like, I, where this went. I was like, Kelsey's going to hate this because of... <laughs> I feel like you're always not not so much the spice scene, but the fact that they did it in a hospital because you are always like the proponent of like don't make us part of your scene. And I feel like the hospital is the number one like arrest well, this one, bad enough. This one, well, that's for real life in fiction, yes. whatever. But I was just like, please don't get caught, please don't get caught. You're stressing me out in this scene. <laughs> but between that, I was torn because I was also caught up with Brendan saying shit like, "Come on, baby, let's have it. Show me what I do to that high maintenance pussy." <laughs> Sir, do go on. I I would like to know. Well, this scene also, like, I feel like I was thrown by a lot in this scene because so they, like, I was so used to kink, even in the softest of books. So him, like, at one point, he makes sure that the door is locked so no one can see, like, her having sex with him. And I was like, oh, like, 
would not you're not gonna get into the thrill of the possibility of getting caught and i was like <laughs> i am a nightmare no we're on opposite ends of the spectrum there where i was like oh god i'm like stressed about them getting caught by hospital well, staff and then being like get out i didn't want them to get caught but you know i feel like every book we've read lately it was like there's always like so much kink in it even the ones we didn't expect so i oh, was that's like true. oh him like being like oh oh no no one can see her but me i was like what is this yes. um and then they do like uh fuck without a condom and she's like oh she's on the shot so they're both clean um so he just fucks her heart against a wall um and this was also and she of course like comes just from that and i was like this it's been a while since we've had a sex scene where there was no foreplay and the female main character comes from penetration only and i can't say i've missed it no i here's the thing Coming from penetration alone is, I guess, a minor plot point here for Piper. So I don't love it for me, but I acknowledge that the 20% of women who experience this may have enjoyed it, and I hope it made you happy. Uh, for me, I was like, I need more. Like, yeah, I just, you know what? It's because so much of romance early on, or like all of the romance we see in television and in movies, is penetration only. Yeah. Com- it, it like, feels climaxing. Very, it, I feel like it so, feels so male-focused. Like, I feel like that first scene, like, felt very, like, female pleasure-centric, whereas this one, I feel like it takes a turn where it feels, like, more male pleasure-centric. Yes. And I'm just personally overexposed because that's pretty much all you see in, yes. in most, like, in until we got to season two of Bridgerton, which, goddamn, <laughs> the pergola scene. Oh. Uh, oh my god i mean season two oh getting warm thinking about it uh i love i fucking live for a good slow burn in that oh that fed me and but they do they have a really good scene with female-centered pleasure and if you've read the bridgerton books you know it takes a lot of books to even get that in the writing so we've had so much of only penetrative sex coming that when i see it now in modern books a book from 2021 i'm like Get with the times. Yeah, it's just kind of want-want for me. Like, yes, I know exactly. it is a thing that women experience, but also for it to be the first time they ever had sex, too. Like, you know, full penetrative sex. Like It's not about you, Brendan. Yes. It's not about you only. And the phrases in this scene that got me were, needing her buns. <laughs> just say ass. I just, dude, I can't. <laughs> Apparently, Tessa Bailey has an issue with the word ass because she never uses it. Um. <laughs> Also, the phrase, he put a lock on that hot seed inside of him dying to get loose. Oh, no. Um, And drilling into her sweet, snug channel. I, listen, he did so well on some of the other dirty dirty, talk. What's interesting is, like, it's not his dirty talk. Like, these are, like, his inner thoughts. Yes. And I'm like, maybe we just shouldn't hear men think. Would it be so bad? No, listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, Get a podcast, bro. <laughs> yes. So back in town, Piper gives fashion advice to the women of the town um, and takes Opal out for a night in Westport. And honestly, I was hoping for a Tu Wong Fu moment in the town with this whole thing. Oh, that would be so fun. Alas, we did not receive one. But maybe I mean, in the movie. There, as far as we know, there are no drag queens in this town, so that I would have been sort of But you know, lacking, like, because she yeah, was giving like advice, like, oh, on your face and, shape. And, and yeah, this what is should what I, I do with my hair? How should I do this makeup? Like, And what I love about Piper is she loves women, and she is kind. Like, it would be so, yeah, so easy for me. of other women, and, like. It'd be so easy for her to be, like, a mean girl, and she's mm-hmm. not at all. She's, again, she's no, this party her girl with the heart of gold. I loved about, like, I do love that. I hate a mean girl moment in a Same. book. And like, or, like, how, oh, when you have other women in here, it has to be, like, this jealous or, like, oh, I wanted him first. Like, oh 
No, and the, yeah, everyone's supportive. They love her. It's she's like ingratiating herself to the town really quickly and and to the delight of everyone. Yeah, and then and she then, gets hammered and says <laughs> that she's going to throw a Labor Day party for the opening of the bar. Yes. And everyone's like, yes! And Brendan shows up later and is in love with Piper. And it's been like a month, maybe less, and I, I am a bitter... I don't know if it's even been a month at I'm, this point. I, I, Especially, and also, if you think, if it's even been a month, he was at sea at least... Two, two weeks, weeks. Yeah. I think maybe more because I can't remember if there's like an earlier like yeah because when he changes trip. the locks yeah like so. there's a few day fishing trip that he comes back for in time for the potluck and then he's gone for two weeks so they haven't even been interacting for a month no most of it he's been mean to her actually it's just recently he started being yeah. nice so um I the the drunk confessions from from Piper were very cute and very charming in like a totally Piper way but. And Brendan does use his words and tells her, like, I will fuck you face down on this counter, Piper. If sex is all you want, I'll give it to you. But I want more. And I love that he's saying, like, he's being clear and saying, like, if that's what you want, I respect it. But here's what I want. And, like, they're both yes, communicating really well. I liked this conversation, but I felt like for me, because they also have a conversation about this right after they have sex in the hospital. And I remember that I was so frustrated with Brendan's reaction because it felt a lot like... Piper was saying, like, hey, this is what I want here. My, and she's trying to, like, be honest and open and establish clear boundaries. And he is basically like, well, that's not what I want. So I, he kind of, like, disregards what she says. And then even when they try to talk about, like, well, what should we call our relationship? And, like, she, he suggests something she says she doesn't like. And he goes, well, no, that's just what it's going to, it's going to be this because I said so. And that really rubs me the wrong way. So then, Having this conversation, I was like, okay, finally, this was the conversation I needed you to have. Yes, incremental change. Yes, so, so it, it, it did come, but I will say it was a little like mm, I that was had the this part. Sooner. That was the part where I was like, we could murder him. Yeah. Uh, don't do not disrespect Piper. I will throw down for her. Uh, so w- now Brendan's using his words. He's he's getting with the program, and he takes her on a tour of his boat. Where they have boat sex. Yes. Also, there is a moment in here for any It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fans. I think we've talked about, we talked about this on Hooked, the implication moment where it's like there's this whole bit on It's Always Sunny about like, oh, if you take women on the boat, oh, yes. they're <laughs> obligated to have, they'll feel obligated to have sex with you because of the implication that if they don't, something could go wrong for them. But of course, nothing will go wrong for them, but the implication. And there is a about moment this. that I was like, I actually sent it to Brian, and I was like, Brian, this is giving the implication. Where <laughs> So it's the exchange of, next time I fuck you, I want to make sure you're not going to pull away from me afterwards. And then Piper says, I can't escape on a, and I can't escape on a boat. And he says, no. He's like, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, that had crossed my mind. And I was like, the implication, the implication. No. This is what plot twist. This is a dark romance. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Um, the spicy scene here, I did not expect light anal for him. Uh, yeah, pleasant I, surprise. I was hello, nowhere. That was a pleasant surprise. Ding dong, just pushing that back door button. Uh, almost forgotten clip for her, which I was not a fan of for all of the reasons we yes, already discussed. Same, I, I was like, because it starts off like where he's like, take she has him like take pictures of her, yes, and like, oh, for him, like for a while, he's on the boat. And then, of course, like, she's just so wet that he can enter her with a single thrust and zero floor play again. Yeah. Um, this but is I was again. Like, but then I, my note is, but she does put a finger in his butt. 
<laughs> and then he rubs her clit for two seconds and she's like off like it's a almost an like, afterthought yeah, like, basically, yeah like she's already coming and he's like oh yeah this is here huh yep Boop, Pretty boop, much. Beep, boop. So, and I'm, I was as confused as Fox here regarding the pace at which this relationship has progressed. But I've also said repeatedly that insta love doesn't work for me. I'm bitter and skeptical. Um, so, if you're a romantic who likes love at first sight or falling fast and hard, this is probably totally fine in your eyes. And I love that for you. Yes. Also, if you wanted the, um, don't worry, the sex scenes didn't disappoint on Laugh Out Loud lines in this one. Um, that full smooth dome. <laughs> I read these. I've seen them before and they still are making me laugh. To be fair, out of context, they are extra ridiculous. They are. Um, But but honestly, in context, they're they're still ridiculous. And um, I satisfy my girlfriend's pussy every time and I just wrote, sure, Jan. (laughs) Uh, So he goes to Fox for advice and Fox is like, okay, it is a little fast. Yeah. Uh, Fox, though, is best boy. Best boy finds vinyl expo conventions in seattle for our resident collector hannah so now everyone is going to tag along yeah, they're going to pick up a I chandelier mentioned, like hannah is like obsessed with music she lives yes where she will like thinks of things in songs or like how songs she's relate. got a playlist like, she for everything she like lives her life in soundtracks in her head yes which i i love um so yeah and then fox just casually is like oh yeah well there's well if you're gonna go to seattle like there's this oh there's convention. this convention i think hannah will like but, you know, not that I was thinking of Hannah or anything. And uh, smooth. And Brendan also tells him, like, I'm going to give you responsibility of the Delaray, which is the current fishing vessel that they have, because he's having a second one built so they can expand their fleet. And it's another moment of Brendan being extra pushy because Fox is like, yeah, I don't want that. I, uh, I'm i not interested in uh, responsibility. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for thinking of me, but no thanks. But in Seattle, Brendan really pulls out all of the stops to impress Piper on this trip and show her that, like, he can provide her the lifestyle that she is, like, accustomed to living. And he books this really fancy hotel, um, even though her love don't cost a thing. Uh, he does take her shopping and buys her just a fat stack of denim, which I don't think she owned. Yeah, because I think it was like the thing that she didn't, he was like, I think he says to her at one point, like, don't you own any jeans? So they go shopping for jeans. Yes. And Fox and Hannah disappear into the vinyl expo together and have a good time as friends only. Yeah, like there's a whole moment where Hannah like talks about, she's like, oh, like, uh, they talk about Fox because Piper is a little concerned. And she's like, oh, like, I just want to be friends with him. Like, they, but also she says like, you know, like, I don't want you to feel like I need a baby sitter like if the vibe is weird like i can just be alone like just go have your day with brendan which yes. i thought was really sweet piper's just worried because fox is a known yeah playboy play- he like yes. go- he usually goes to seattle just to bang and then he doesn't, he doesn't bang, bang townies local. no <laughs> um and piper's so in love and in and back in the headlines as a party princess who disappeared after her last hurrah in hollywood and piper's shitty friend kirby which yeah, how dare they? Ra- Kirby the is adorable. Who was ratted her out as like the ringleader of the whole mess, like at the hotel breaking into the pool? Yeah, get fucked, Kirby. Yeah, Kirby sucks. <laughs> so they uh, Kirby wants her to make a comeback, land some sponsorship and brand deals, and basically just go back to what she knows. Um, so Piper has some choices to make now, but first she tells Brendan how she feels, and you know his response here. I was into. I think especially because he had incrementally changed from being very pushy and very like my way or the highway at the beginning. He said basically like we love each other and everything else we can figure out together. 
And there's a lot less of him pushing forward with what he wanted and more concession that he didn't have all the answers, but he was ready to work on it with her. And to my utter surprise and delight, he ate her ass like groceries. Oh, yeah. Followed by pussy eating. And there's a mirrored headboard, which was fun. I just could not have... I thought this was just like... I did not. I did not picture the spice going where it went in this book, and I had to. I put the book down a couple of times, and I was like, "No fucking way did we go here!" But we did. Yeah, I felt like a, for me, I was like the spice scenes. I felt like it was like an Oreo, but like a reverse Oreo, where like the first one and then this one I enjoyed, but the two in the middle, I was like, "Meh." <laughs> but you know, it's good job for uh, subverting my expectations yes. on what the spice in this book would be. So, yeah, I feel like spicier than you would think based on like kind of the cutesy like um the little cover. cover yeah. yeah. So Piper launches Cross and Daughters for the Labor Day party and she is prepared to stay although she and Brennan have like a bit of a tiff um I think after this yeah, sex scene. Yeah, like they basically there's a moment where um like Hannah suggests they move in with him so they they move in with him. Um like uh, I can't I'm trying to remember why they move in with him. Because the apartment above the bar is a shithole. I oh I I know what it is. It's because it's already like, occupied H- by mice. It's because Pi- Hannah can see that Piper feels guilty about constantly leaving her alone. That's it in the yes. apartment. So Hannah is like, "I'm gonna take one for the team." Brendan, like, "Do you have a guest bedroom? We're moving in." I did think this is too soon. Yeah, and poor Hannah. Like, I was like, "What a saint that!" And there is a very sweet moment because he he finds this record player that was his parents. It's like this classic. Apparently, it's like some fancy record player. And Hannah, like, he gets it for her and puts it in her room for her. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really sweet. I was like, "Okay, dude." I know I I side you half the time but i was like this you get points for this one in my book be nice to my favorite character will will win you some with me yeah but i did think i was like moving in not only them moving in together but then you having to be there as like if i had to move in with my sister and any of my sisters and their partners yuck but also like (laughs) I, i love them both but Oh my god, living with them, but especially and their partners, especially at the beginning of their relationship where they're still in that like honeymoon phase where they're fucking all the time. I was like, this is my nightmare. She needed that record player to drown out the yeah, sound I was of like, them. No record. I was like, banging I don't all know the time. If noise canceling is strong enough. Yes, <laughs> putting it to the test. So after their their tiff, where Brendan is like, you still have safety nets where you haven't told Kirby you're not going to come to this party, you're not going to go back to L.A., he gets mad about it, and he's like, I'm going to the boat. And Piper says, I will be there to see you off because I'm going to stay. Like, I'm going to show you. Yeah, I'll <laughs> show you. I'll be there. Like, you'll you'll see. Yes, you can count on me. And, of course. Yeah, she doesn't make has it. other plans. There's a little emergency with a sweet old man that she's befriended in town who she walks every morning to, so he can go read his paper up some stairs that he can't manage on his own. Um, yeah, he takes a fall, hits his head, and nobody is there. Like, she can't just abandon him. And then, like, his son can't get there until way later. And she also tries, like, texting Brendan. But, of course, like, he's already kind of out on the boat, so it doesn't yeah. go through. Because service on the ocean is not great, which, which tracks. Yeah, tra- yeah. there's no towers there's no out there. There's no towers in the sea. So, but he's issued her this ultimatum. It's very cagey to begin with. And so then when she doesn't show up to send him off... Uh, it sends both of them into a spiral. Her, because she knows she can't tell him that, like, she's on her way, but, like, things are happening. So she shows up 
you know, to the harbor late and starts crying and all the other fishermen's wives are like, oh, honey, toughen up. Like, you gotta, like, she's so nice to all of you. You just let her, let her have this moment. Like, just yeah. be nice to her. Um, and then her well, stepfather. I, I think it was interesting that she doesn't say, like, what happened. Like, I was no, like, oh, you'd but- think, like, her, like, how, like, how she is that she would mention, like, what happened, but she just kind of, like, is feeling so, like, kind of down already yes. that I think she's just so in her head that she just like makes it lets it make her feel worse. And then her stepfather cancels on coming to see the reopening of the bar which they've renamed Cross and Daughters and it looks like the town isn't coming to support her on opening night too because of another emergency that she doesn't know about cuz she's not really Yeah, just no one's there. Part the only of the one fishing that shows community. Up is Mick and he's like a dick about it. Once again. Mick he's get just wrecked. Like, oh, so sorry. Like, oh. So and H- Piper's just incredibly disheartened and hannah mentioned she's like oh like you've lost your par your piper sparkle yes um so she's like you just go home like go to the party like maybe that's what maybe that's where you need to be like just go and then brendan's been an emo fuck and he, he finds a saying. picture yeah he finds like a picture in his pocket with a note she left and he realizes he's been an ass and he feels worse when he finally gets into harbor and her texts come through and yes. he's like oh I fucked up and then he gets to the bar and it's packed and poor Hannah is there alone because of course, like you find out there was um, like the accident. I think wasn't there. There, there was, was like a fire, fire. I think. Yeah. yeah. But And Brendan kept saying he was waiting for the other shoe to drop, but the other shoe didn't drop. And then he reacted to it. And it was like, you know, him in this, like he was the other shoe. Yes. Piper goes, oh, home. Yeah. Piper goes home thinking she's failed at everything in part of because of what he did. So like he made all of this, like, like nice small you know like small incremental changes in their relationship but at the end he kind of went back to uh like my way or yeah. <laughs> no way and then he's surprised when she leaves when all, all of these things happen but he does he does make it to the bar like you said and um at least he is self-aware by the time he gets there and he talks to mick and again why like why was he a dick the whole time? Dude, Piper no, didn't no, hop on Brendan's dick the minute she hit town. He started being an ass to her before she was publicly seen with dude, Brendan. There's like no reason at all. Like it, it's some like people such just a, suck. It's such a almost like unnecessary plot point to like have them. I was like, it doesn't really. I feel like it doesn't really add anything to it. It just wasn't like drama. full it's mustache like, like twirl. Almost, yes, but it's it's almost. But like it was very petty drama for like oh we had this big dramatic thing with the boat and the storm way earlier so like now we just have to throw in these other dramatic pieces to kind of build up the drama that's maybe a little lacking in comparison but after his conversation with mick who admits that he has not been fair to piper and 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 it was built on his grief uh with his daughter being gone and not wanting her replaced brendan knows what he needs to do he goes to la to this relaunch party kirby was throwing for piper and she just bails she's immediately like i knew as soon as she's there she's like oh this is a state mistake like i don't want to be here i want to be in westport this all wrapped up so it was like a single chapter it wrapped up as fast as the romance began it really did oh my god it did uh and then hannah i mean they go back to westport there's not a lot to say after that hannah is going to go home to la but not before fox gifts her a fancy fleetwood mac rumors album that's like mint but also i was so pumped about this because it's like mentioned earlier in the book where hannah's like oh there was this like fleetwood mac like 
album that I had my eye on. Like I had a moment over it, but it was too expensive. And she's like, if it's meant to be like, it'll find its way to me. And I was like, Fox is fucking getting her that album. And I didn't expect to get it so soon, but I lived for it. I also lived for it. And that's it. That's it happened one summer. Yeah. So final thoughts. What, what did you, what, what was your final review of the book? Okay. I have a lot of final thoughts. Amazing. I love this. Um, I try to keep them organized, um, but I'll try to be brief with it. I don't know if I will be. No, take us Um, on a journey. So I went into this like expecting to love it and it started off really promising for me. But then by the end, like I was like kind of like, eh, like it wasn't bad. I really enjoyed the writing style. I thought the story was interesting but I got a little bored with it. Like when it started, I thought it was going to be have, have this fun, like enemies to lovers thing, but it's more like annoyances to lovers. They get or like <laughs> they get off on the wrong foot yes, because they get over their first impressions like really quickly. Yes. And it feel then like it, it feels very insta love, even though it's not, but it like everything happens so fast that it, it does feel like incredibly like, Oh wow. Like were you ever mad at each other? I kind of forgot about that part. So the, the romance fell a little flat for me. And, like, the entire book takes place over barely two months. So I feel like it was hard for me to, like, get out of, like, that in my head where I was like, really? Okay. Um, And then I felt like I got bored with the relationship about halfway through the story. Like, the second half of the book for me was, like, a real slog. And I don't know why because it's not that long of a book. I kind of wish the plot had been organized differently. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like, the, the big moments with the boat, like, they happen way too early for me. So, like, the emotional impact that I think they could have, it just kind of totally missed me. Because the storm and the boat, like, I feel like if they happen later where you're like, okay, they were literally on one date and kind of hooked up. It's more like a hookup than date. Yeah. So, then, it, like, it's give them more time to get to know each other, like, build up this relationship hook up more and like develop this interpersonal dynamics with the town. And then it would feel more believable to me that she would like run to his house in the middle of the night and like rush to the hospital when she hears about the accident. Like it just, it would have need added some much needed tension to the sex scene at the hospital too. Yep. And like having all that happen right after they hooked up, it just like took the wind out of the sails for me. Pardon the sea pun. Um, <laughs> no, no, do yeah, go on. I was just like, oh, like it's super hot and horny and nothing more. And everything's just so easily resolved in the end that it feels like a lot of drama for nothing and for no real reason. Like I also, so my big, one of my biggest beefs I think with the story is I personally don't care for the like ex dead spouse trope where they never really love them or it was more like a friendship. There's just something about it that feels so fake and lame to me. Like I'm adult enough to be able to handle characters having been in love with other people before they meet or even gasp, like <gasps> had good sex. Yeah. So like, and I have a, so- I know like I have a soft spot for the Desirees of literature. Yes. Poor Desiree. Yeah, like, the characters who like, exp- who they like their exp- experience of like love and passion is sacrificed for the sake of someone else's love story. Like I know it's, I think it's me projecting, but it always makes me really sad to think about these characters, especially when 
they've been fridged and they don't really need to. Like you, I, I think we didn't really get into it, but Brendan, I think on the boat, they like talk about his marriage and he's like, I have to set things straight. We're really like, oh, it was Mick's daughter. And he was like taking me under his wing and I just felt obligated. And we never really cared about each other. We just both felt obligated. And then she just died. And I we was were like, just friends. Yeah. Like I was like this poor one. I, all I could think was like this poor woman, like, she never got, like, look, you get to have this whole relationship. I just felt like I was like, this wasn't necessary. And he wore his ring out of duty, not yeah, because, like, he, not not he, because he still loved, loved her. her. He was like, oh, like, and he talks about, like, how, oh, he saw Piper and immediately was like, I wish that was the first woman I put my ring on. And, and there were those, I feel like those moments I was kind of like, fuck you, Brendan. Like, <laughs> Again, I was like, easy Desiree, to murder. Team Desiree, who I've never met. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah. it, I felt more sad for her. Yeah. And first, the thought of her made me, like, sad than like I was so it took I was like oh like mm, screw this romance and like I feel like I was of two minds about the spice scenes like some stuff was done really well and like really good dirty talk from Brendan but like a lot of the book much like the book as a whole I feel like it started off way more interesting than it ended up being like and I feel like there's those interesting moments of like oh I didn't expect that but yeah the two in the middle it, it felt more like it, it, yeah, it seemed more promising the first scene, but somehow got more male-centric, like I was saying. Yeah. And if I had to read the phrase vaginal orgasms one more time, my head was going to explode. I was like, I feel like I'm being gaslit. Just because you can have <laughs> vaginal orgasms doesn't mean that should be the end-all, be-all of them and for you and your partner. And your partner should like not even bother with foreplay or treat your clit like an afterthought. Like I was like, oh, the, the first one, like I said, the first spice scene and the last were the most interesting to me. The middle ones felt very wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. And all, like I said, like some of the phrasing in the spice scenes, like literally made me laugh out loud unintentionally. And sorry, not sorry. If I'm in the middle of sex and my partner calls them my buns, I'm laughing, which (laughs) isn't necessarily a bad thing under the right circumstances. Like more playful sexual experiences can be super fulfilling, but definitely felt out of place during these like spice scenes that took themselves more seriously and it took me out of them even if it was just for a little bit um I enjoyed Piper but I was never fully sold on Brendan I didn't dislike him like there were moments where I feel like maybe I did dislike him but I didn't love him like I feel like like as the story of the whole I was like it was just okay in the beginning like the source was definitely a few things that he said and thought that I was like, maybe they're not red flags, but these are beige flags. Yeah. <laughs> like he has like a scoff about the idea of having women on his crew, which I know is like an old, like, it's like a superstition. superstition, but I still was like, do we need this? Yeah. Um, you're young, like you're a young seaman, get over it. Um, and his comments to Hannah about like her, like, Oh, I, I give orders. I don't take them. And like, he has a thought about is, does this make me kind of a pansy ass? So I was like, thankfully that kind of like stops after a while but and yeah I was torn over his handling of like her trying to establish boundaries and stuff um but yeah sometimes so I was just kind of side-eyeing him I do think the book for me was at its best when it's the no romance scenes those were my favorite like the sister relationship really won for me me too I love the sister's connection Piper and Hannah slowly finding their place in Westport uh, the rebuilding scenes and the teaching, the teasing about the Instagram, um, Hannah talking about music and the trip up to Seattle 
and like getting to know their grandmother. I would have actually liked more scenes of like showing her falling in love with the town and its people because those just had like so much charm and they were really entertaining. And I thought the writing style was good, even if this particular couple and story maybe weren't necessarily for me. Yeah. I but I was I was way more interested in Hannah and Fox's story. Like and they only have a handful of scenes together. So I like even though I'm like, mm, this one was not maybe it for me. Um I was re- I'm really excited for the next one. Yeah. So. So what was your star rating? Um, after I've spewed all that at you, my overall star rating, I was kind of like torn between like a three, but I ended up, I think on like StoryGraph, I went for 2.75. Cause I was like, yeah, I feel like, mm, yeah. And then for that's all the like, reasons. That's like very that. firmly. Like I liked it. Yeah, for like, territory I, I for liked me. it, but there were definitely, I feel like, a little bit more moments that I was like, mm, I didn't love this. I like this it, but I have me. thoughts. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I felt like the pepper rating, I gave it a three. Yeah. It was pretty spicy, had some, like, unexpected things. Some variety. Maybe, yeah. Yes. It was definitely more detailed than, like, than I thought. Yeah, for sure. For but sure. Well, yeah. So now that I've uh, rambled on for, like, ten minutes, <laughs> no. what were your thoughts on the book? If I've left any for thoughts for you to have. No, no, you did. <laughs> uh, you you totally did. I, I mean, I agree with most of the things that you said. This, I mean, the book appealed to me just based on my love of Schitt's Creek and Dudley's Catch. I yes. used to watch it every day at lunch when I when I worked at a Franciscan school during college as, like, a kind of, like, a janitor crew cleaner. I used to, like, wax floors and shit. And um, my whole crew would get together and we'd watch an episode of deadliest catch at lunch and it was really sweet um so it holds a special place in my heart and i didn't need much convincing to pick it up one because i think sam has great taste mm-hmm. uh, and she's recommended a bunch of things to us she's read a lot of tessa bailey's catalog so when she said read these i was like hell yeah let's do it um i just kind of assume that i'll like the things that my, my friends like and yeah. I, d- I did enjoy this one uh in a fun. lot of in a lot of areas um and then i have like you know, with everything, there are things that I think could have done, been done better. But I was really happy to see that Piper was 28. She wasn't this, like, young 21-year-old party girl. I love a slightly older main character. Um, and her being in the scene for a long time and kind of weathering under this shallow lifestyle where she didn't felt loved for who she really was was an interesting place to start. And um, I said at the beginning, but the party girl at the heart of gold, it's I adore and I'm really curious if anyone reading this was not an Alexis Rose fan and maybe didn't love that character type, because I'm sure that oh, would color that's a, that's your interpretation. Yeah. So, But I found her so charming and so lovely, and she was just a friend to every woman that she met. She wasn't in competition with anyone. She just was this total sweetheart and happy to help anyone in any way that she could. And then with that, that type of personality balanced with Hannah, who's a little bit more pragmatic, like a little bit more reserved. And then the way she got to know Opal, Henry's mother, Mm -hmm. was just really sweet. And those were some of my favorite scenes. Their interactions, I think, were the best in the book. Yeah. Um, Although Brendan, with his crew, legitimately made me laugh out loud a couple of times. But it's like you said, like the non-romance was the part that I was like, this is so much fun. That was when Piper and Brendan were together that I was like, this is okay. But I love the, uh, the, by comparison, the other stuff is so good that it, it it almost did them an injustice when you put them together. I got a little like Willow from Buffy, like bored now. (laughs) Yes. So, and then in my not love list, I will say the pacing was really fast on the romance side. I, 
can't believe that the rushing to the hospital bit happened right in the middle of the book because once that was over, the tension slackened a bit. And it's something of that magnitude I would expect to to build to towards the end of the book and be the onus for like Piper acknowledging her feelings that she's yeah, been like fighting the third this act whole time. Breakup. Like that's a that's a pretty solid third act breakup reason. Like yes. you were you were in a ship you were potentially in a shipwreck and I don't know if I can handle it. Yes. Uh so I mean good job for subverting my expectations, I guess, but it made the tension feel weird in the latter half of the book and it made it go slow for me. And then I also think just the total time frame, like you said, I think they should have been there the entire three months and that after the three months, Daniel would determine whether or not Piper and Hannah needed to stay and can, like whether they were responsible enough to come back to LA yeah. or stay. I, I'm just realizing that the the stuff with the stepfather just kind of goes nowhere. Like the, actually it's never really resolved. She just stays. Yep. Yeah. So... <laughs> So I I also could have done without all of the reference to Brendan's maleness and how how I mean it was really like macho-y at, at times when Piper would say things like, had she ever dated a real man before or were they all boys? And I was like, this is an eye roll moment for me. There's not one type of man. Yeah. There's not that's a good like point. what yes, is masculine and what is feminine can vary. Like, Jesus, look at Jason Momoa in the new Fast and Furious movie. Like yeah, let or look at Harry Styles. Yes, I I digress. I that is my soapbox moment. Um, so I and that's not a Tessa I Bailey thing. That. I second that soapbox moment. I'm behind. I'm cheering you on. Like you go, girl. It's just a. It's a critique of romance in general. Like we had mm-hmm. it in Akatar. I fucking hated it in Akatar. And I oh, read like all I those. Literally bo- referred to only as male. Yeah, it d- drove me bananas. Um, but it's a thing that happens in romance a lot. And I'm like, I don't, the emphasis on this is unnecessary. There's yeah, lots of other ways Tarzan to describe. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it gives. So it's the same with a uh, signature look was used a bunch of times in this. And I hate the phrase, like, unless you were talking about a person who was famous or a brand or something, it is hardly a signature worth knowing. It's not a signature look. It's just what you, I wear black all the time. I would not call that my signature look. I would just say this bitch wears black all the time. End of story. <laughs> I do not have a signature anything. Um, and then, like you said, the the vaginal orgasm emphasis, just not my preferred type of place because I've been just overexposed to it in literally every type of media since I began reading things with tons of sex in them or watching things or like the the variety of spice was nice and unexpected. But just being f- like force fed that type of romance for yeah, so like tw- long, like twice, and yeah, I feel like yeah, having it like twice, like just making it feel like this big emphasis. It like I-, I know it's not like the intention to make. It. I feel like it's it's something where like not being able to have a vaginal orgasm. I feel like it has such a like stigma, and people don't talk about it. That's enough it. Still. Like it's something I think we're still getting comfortable talking about. So it feels like for me, I'm like, it's just like reinforcing this idea that like, oh, if you can't have a vaginal orgasm, maybe there's something wrong with you. Yes, exactly. And I know that that's not the intention, but like, I feel like maybe that's like one of my own personal hangups that it's hard for me to like, let go of. And and I feel like romance is like your escape from that. Yes. And on the flip side, Brendan's dirty talk was very good. I loved him calling Piper high maintenance like it was a good thing, like it was a thing that he worshipped about her. Mm-hmm. And he went out of his way to show her that like he could like he could keep the the things that she loved about her life in LA, like they could have 
in Washington. And, and like, it was – high maintenance was almost his version of, like, calling someone princess, you know? Yes. I think Does he call her princess? I think he, he does, does initially, like, but I just – I was really into like that. They don't have, like, a solid nickname in this. No. I feel like there's, like, a few different ones. I have been called high maintenance and not in a good way. And so this was, like, a little balm for me. <laughs> um, and I will end on one more pro and say – if I had a nickel for every time I was sexually attracted to a man named Fox, I would have two nickels, <laughs> yes. which is not a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs> so yes. if if anyone has missed previous episodes, I'm an X-Files girly. Uh, and David Duchovny in the 90s was so oh, hot. Yeah, so hot. Oh, my God. So oh, overall, Fox I, could get it. He can still, he can get, still get, it. get it. Oh, man. I think I watched Evolution, the movie, just because he was in it, not because it was good. <laughs> And I've, like, rewatched it as an adult. I've been, like, still hot. Still so hot. Uh, but I, I loved the small town charm. I grew up in a small town. So this is, like, showing a small town in a way that isn't, like, a shitty place where you're bored all the time and there's, there's like, nothing to do. Like, it was a place beloved by its people was was like wonderful for me that's like something i really like the the surprising spice um hannah piper's relationship all these things the that we talked about anal. who knew the surpri- light anal what from a beach read yeah uh I wasn't, this, mad. I wasn't mad about it all of those things combined i i did enjoy reading this it made me want to take off for the west coast and hang out in a remote fishing village and just live quietly for a little bit so i gave it three out of five stars and three out of five on spice and again 2.5 is exactly and my meter i liked it if you go below to two it's like i didn't like it if you go up to three it's like i liked it plus some four is like i loved it five is like i will hear no criticism on it i will slap you with the book yeah i I feel like there were for miss for me it was like there were parts of it that i did really enjoy yeah but then there were also like some parts that i was was not into and yeah like some of like the last half was kind of a slog for me yeah and i do have to add if I had to read the phrase recharging station one more goddamn time, I was going to lose my mind. <laughs> I don't feel like that concept was introduced early, like, without without Brendan being there. And then it was an abrupt introduction. And I was, like, gaslighting myself. Like, did, did I forget about reading her thoughts on this earlier? But I didn't. It just, no. it was, yeah, it was introduced she randomly. Calls, like, his hugs or, like, being in his arms. And, like, I feel like the first few times you're like, this is cute. But then it's like every chapter, and I was like, "We get it." Yes, too much. We get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, power book, down. But book two, you know how I feel about a book two couple. Oh, I'm very same. excited. We're, um, back. We're back on our bullshit. Yes, I am a sucker <laughs> for. I get bored halfway through the first book in a series as soon as they introduce that second couple. But is there is there anything we didn't talk about yet that you would like to talk about? No, I feel like I covered it. I probably covered on two. I feel like maybe I gave too much of my opinion, but. No, I feel I feel like we're good. Yeah. But if that's the case, then we we are wrapped. That's all she wrote on It Happened One Summer. We are going to be back in two weeks on July 27th to talk about Hook, Line, and Sinker and see what Fox and Hannah got up to in their book. And after that episode, we will also be putting out the fall reading list so you can see what we have going for September, October, and November. We're Spooky very excited season. about a couple of things coming up. <laughs> I'm um, so excited. Yeah. And we're also, we we have some pretty light reads booked in there too, just because like people have lives. We're human. We're just, human. It's like we we have put in some massive tomes. Like yeah. Rook's Grave, Den of Vipers, like thick. Some unexpectedly thick boys. Like, massive. So we've got a couple of very light ones here to try to balance the scales for the year. So we hope you're excited. We very much are. Um, and until then, 
read what you love and, and fuck, fuck the, the rest. rest. <laughs> and put a finger in its ass. Yeah. <laughs> If you enjoyed Shelf Pleasure, please feel free to bookmark us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or like our page on Facebook at Shelf Pleasure Pod. For questions, concerns, or recommendations on future books, please email us at shelfpleasurepod at gmail.com.